0: The content of this podcast, Swingin' It, is for informational and entertainment purposes only. The content discussed is not intended for investment advice nor a recommendation. Investing in any stock, security, bond, ETF, option contracts, or futures has substantial risk of loss. Chris McBride and John Burrell are not certified financial or investment advisors, nor are they registered brokers. By listening to this podcast, you acknowledge that neither Chris McBride or John Burrell will be held responsible for any loss that you may occur from acting on the topic or discussion. In this podcast, these topics are not meant for recommendation. Chris McBrod and John Burrell may hold positions in securities discussed in this podcast.
1: Swingers from Pivotal Trading out there, welcome to the Just Swinging It podcast. Today's Monday, which means it's a new trading week. We're ready to get after it. John, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for that that bell to come around this week. I, I see a lot of good, good things out there that I like. Yeah, I like a lot of stuff from the short side. <laughs> That's actually what I was talking about, too. Solely, really, because not even getting into the market being as high as it is, but... Um, mainly because of the surge in certain things on on friday i I just don't think it can hold where it's um at currently but yeah welcome to the show i'm back um thanks dustin for filling in um he did a great job except his audio on the first one i don't know what the hell he was doing over over there who knows but um Sorry about the audio on that one, but otherwise, great job for um, Dustin. I think he he added a lot to the show. It was a good conversation. Um, I'm back from vacation. I went to, um, to Florida for a week. Um, I got engaged. So any women out there, my money is um, spoken for. So <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you there. I, I know, I know you, you were wondering, and now now you know you're a little late. But – um. As you can see, if you've been listening to the show or know anything about traveling, that this is not my office, my at home trading um, platform or area. This is a hotel room and that's because as soon as I got back from vacation, within about four hours to being back at work, um, I was told to make travel arrangements to go to Long Beach, California and again if you're new to the show i live in virginia john lives in charlotte north carolina so it's a pretty long trip on almost no notice after just getting back from a week so I, i'm out here to manage a pretty a pretty good size on transmission foundation project and so i'll be out here the next week and the reason i mention that is i'm in california so i'm on west coast time so if you see me a little late on posting certain things or, or things like that, it's because I'm actually three hours behind. So here the market opens at six 30 and it closes by like one o'clock. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird trading, John. I, I know you probably haven't been trading on the West coast, but I don't know if I like it or dislike it.
0: Yeah, it's too early.
1: Yeah, it's too early. But when you're waking up for, you know, a construction project, I'm up at the six thirty. Like I'm, I'm ready to go at 630. The the trade is pretty much, you know, it's pretty much when I'm leaving the hotel to go to the project. So it closing at one is kind of odd. I'm not used to that, that part of it, but I'm I'm starting to get used to it and we're going to see how it goes. So I'm definitely be trading this week, may not trade as heavily as I might normally. And, um, I guess I forgot to mention at the top. We kind of mentioned welcome to the new Pivotal Trading thing, but another announcement is um, we have joined Pivotal Trading as admins on their site. So, yeah, so we hope to be providing all their viewers more. Con- I guess there are viewers now, um, more content, another show, and you know some just just good um, some just good trading content for regular folks. If you have been listening to the podcast, nothing changes. The podcast will still be on Apple Music, Spotify. We still have our Twitter. So nothing changes. But I will request that you go follow Pivotal Trading on Twitter. If you haven't already, you should have already been following since Dustin has been nice enough to come on the show multiple times. But then also join the Discord. There's a free membership if you want to join that and look around for a little bit. But there's also a $5 a month subscription. And I would really suggest joining the $5 a month, you can literally make that in like one trade, really more than that in one trade. So there's really no reason not to join because you get so much with that. There's six different people posting watch lists that you get with that. So they're posting what they're um, looking at for the next day, they're posting, you know, when they get in the trades, when they get out of trade. So I mean, there's tons of good news in there. So it's really worth the $5 and I would encourage all of you guys to um, join that Discord because if you, if you shop around at these other, there's a tons of people offering subscription services to training John. If you look around, how many of those have you found, John, that are $5 a month?
0: I mean, I haven't found any that was that cheap. Most of them, most of the stuff that I see of like services, it's a few hundred dollars and you get a course and it comes with like a a a trade alert slash trade ideas slash educational group. But for $5, I mean, you might as well, I mean, you waste $5 uh, going out and buying some dumbass shit that you don't need. You can spend $5 and improve your trading pretty much instantly with all the educational material, the watch list, the availability to ask any of us questions and we'll reply to you. I mean, for five bucks is the best deal out there, my friends.
1: And not just that, though, um, if you're in the Discord, there's like main chat rooms. So any of the members, so not just the admin, not just us running the site, putting up podcasts and putting up content, any of the people who are in the Discord are also posting things in the chat. So you get even more ideas on what we are posting. Now, you may not know the validity of what's being posted by some of them, but I'm sure over time you'll see which people are – normally right and which people may not know what they're talking about but they're they're in there so what we're they're in the discord so they have put forth the um oh shit what's the word i'm terrible at figuring out these words they they put forth the motivation to try to learn if they're not good yet they're trying to learn and get better so you got to applaud that but anyhow you there's tons of discussion in there so maybe you're like i like this but i don't I'm not sure it could go either way, post it in the main discussion board, and I'm sure you'll get, you know, five, six or more comments of other people saying their opinions, and if you get all on one side, then pretty good chance that that's the side to go with. If there's, you know, 10 people that put the same thing, let's go with that one.
0: And also if you're like me and you know, before Chris uh, started to get into it, I didn't have anyone to talk to about stocks except for my girlfriend. And she don't really care, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, when Chris and I started doing this, I was like, yeah, finally some people to talk to. So if you're like me and you're having trouble finding people that's interested in the stock market, and you want to talk to, or you want to run some ideas by, this is a great, uh, there's a free version. So you, you know, you can get in there and see if you like it before you've been, you know, sign up if you want the, you know, the premium uh, or level one or whatever it's called there. If you want that uh, paid version, but you can get in there and talk to people that actually are involved in the markets every week and you can run uh, ideas by us. And uh, if you like that, and you want a little more, there's a little more there for you too.
1: Yeah. And the discussion board, that's, That's free, that's with the free version. Now you don't, with with the free version, you get the discussion board, you get a little bit of news, um, and you get some free alerts like, say I make a random trade, I might say I'm getting into a Delta Airlines call at this strike, I might put that in the free alerts. Some of the times, now there's better trades that are more thought out and researched in our watch list, which you get with the $5 subscription fee, but also with the $5 subscription service, you get, um, you get access to the Pivotal Trading Dropbox, which is where we post educational presentations, whether that's a PowerPoint, educational documents. So even though you listen to the show and we do an educational segment and break it down, there's tons more of educational segments in that you would get if you upgrade to the $5 subscription service So that, just that would probably be worth the $5. We're giving you basically free, well not free education, educational services worth $5. And I mean, I'm sure there'll be something posted in there at least once a week or probably more than that because there's six there's six admins. So there's six of us that you're getting ideas from and that goes with the watch list too. I mean, you may not trade the same as me. You n- may not trade the same bearish shit as John trades, but there's somebody there's somebody that trades closer to your style within the Pivotal trading. So there's tons of different vantage points and there's tons of different ideas floating around. So I really would suggest checking out um, the Pivotal Discord, which we will post a link on um, on our Twitter and the pivotal, it's on the pivotal trading Twitter, so it's it's real easy to find. Um, so yeah, just jump on that, make a Discord account, check out the free version first. Check that out for a couple of days, and then be like, you know, this is what I want. These are my type of people. I'm gonna upgrade to the five dollars a month. This, again, it's five dollars a month. Um, but with with, I guess I got one more announcement, John. And this this one, John's been looking for for a while. This is a full Tastyworks operation at this point. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Dustin and them do Tastyworks as well, right? I know Dustin does. I'm not sure about the other I see the charts, so I know John does too. They're the same charts. Um, But we're a full Tastyworks operation. I finally converted from Robinhood to Tastyworks, just so, mainly just so I can get a little bit more. Robinhood's by far the easiest for me to use at work and the easiest to use on your phone. So if you don't really get opportunity to trade on a desktop or a laptop, stick with Robinhood. I don't care I don't, who cares what everyone says about it, talks bad about it. It's by far the easiest to trade on your phone. There's no questions about that. Even John, who you know has been tasty works forever would tell you that Robinhood's by far the easiest to trade on your phone.
0: Yeah, for sure. The biggest thing between Tastyworks and um, and Robinhood is if you um, are just simply wanting to buy stocks real easily and, and trade that way, um, but if you want more features and if you want to be able to trade future products or you want to have a little bit more indicators or you want to have a little bit more um, information about, the option chains and deltas and beta and theta. If you want all that stuff, um, you know, another platform like TastyWorks is uh, more for you. But um, it just kind of depends on where you're at in the spectrum and how deep you want to dive into things. But I, I think a lot of the people here. And especially, you know, Chris moving over on over, um, we're looking for a little bit more depth in our platform. Uh, it's not saying that Robinhood isn't fine to use or good to use or, or is, it, you know, it's totally fine to use that platform if it works for you. Um, and I think um, that's another thing is like if you're on Robinhood and you want like a technical analysis chart or something like that, you can post that in into the Discord and we can get that for you if you're on a platform that doesn't have some of the deeper um, layers and features.
1: Yeah, that's one thing I forgot to mention about the platform. Um, we do charting requests. So if you want you know, a one hour chart of Apple, you can post that in the charting request and somebody will, will get that for you. And um, Pivotal Trading, along with us joining, they have also, had, um, they've they've invited another person to join who basically focuses on charts. So I'm sure Andrew will be able to get that for you right away on some of the chart requests, which is another thing you get with the um, level one membership of the Pivotal Trading. But back to switching to Tastyworks, like John said, there's, there's more features and more charts you can use, especially for options. So Tastyworks was designed really for options traders, but I mean, you can buy stocks on there, too, and hold them long-term. And that was really one of my main things or reasons of getting on there is um, Robinhood is fine, good trade at work. I'm starting to have, you know, some long-term investments and stuff, and I feel better with having those with more money and Tasty Works over Robinhood as far as, like, keeping things for 10 years from now, 15 years from now, from now. I feel better with that being in work, so I went ahead and moved now, especially while things are down, I can get right back in you know, at pretty much the same price I got out at, or better. Um, the other thing, like John said, was you can trade um, the small futures exchange, which you're not able to trade yet on Robinhood. Who knows if if and when you will be able to, so there's there's some good stuff in there, and it's cheap as buying options and stocks at this point, so I wanted to do that. Um, there is a little bit of a commission fee for the options trading, but it's, it's really not much. I mean, it's, it doesn't really matter. John, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure just buying straight shares of stocks. There's still no commission in TastyWorks. works. Yeah. There's,
0: they don't have any commissions on stocks. It's just, there and the reason I think they you know they tra- they uh, charge a small fee it's not very much for their options trading. I mean it's comparable it's to any one. Yeah, it's basically
1: it's actually cheaper than the other ones. So it's Robinhood's free, but all the other major platforms, TD Ameri- Ameritrade and all of those sorts, Fidelity. Um, Tastyworks is still, is substantially still cheaper than that. And they, you can easily find that on their website, their costs compared to those they are very open. Like this is our cost, but this is their cost for the same amount. So. It yeah. Is and expensive. they also, and you're basically
0: paying for the features of their platform is really what you're doing. You, you're getting value there. It's not just about having the, the free uh, trading. It's also, you know, when you're paying for those options, you're paying. So you get that premium, uh, Software and and platform
1: that you use. Yeah, and um, Tastyworks also has like videos and stuff like that. The one thing that I thought was cool about Tastyworks, I didn't know when I got on there, is you can go to the drop, you can go on a drop down box and see like what the CEO is trading, his strategy. You can see um, what other people who work for Tastyworks are, are trading. There's a bunch of different Tastyworks strategies. And if you're a new investor and don't really know, what you're doing or don't have the time to put in research you can find one of them that works for you and basically just do their strategy it's it's out there so you can literally trade exactly the same thing they have who's been doing it for a long time um but with that let's hop in the show that's a pretty big intro um if you're a new listener I'll tell you how the show is set up. We do an educational segment where we dumb down something about the stock market for regular folks or beginners and regular folks can understand. Um, we do a couple picks and a competition segment, which I'll explain when we get to that. We hit some news and then, you know, generally do a little bit of discussion, sometimes do predictive. We won't be doing predictive today, but um, we'll hop right in it, John. Um, for today's stock jargon with John, which is our educational segment, we're going to be talking about spreads, but mainly the different types of spreads, such as iron condor, jade lizard, strangles, that sort of sort of thing. I know we have done; we're we're still in our option series. I know it may not seem like that because I've been out and people's been filling in. We have interviews, so we haven't been talking talking too much about certain just moving on in our series. And we have done a spreads episode before, but that episode was a real depth in depth on just general spreads. Here is where we're going to talk about the different types of spread strategies that a big portion of people use. And I'll let John tell you more about it, but a lot of people use spreads because that's kind of the less risky way to trade options, right? John, instead of naked calls and puts, you can limit your risk and stuff a little bit in spreads. Um, But with that, John, quick overview again of what spreads are and why people use them.
0: Okay, yes, so
1: spreads
0: are a really good way, like Chris said, to define your risk so you know exactly what your max loss can be. And you also know what your max profit can be and what percentage, and so other than defining your risk, you can also have a theoretical probability of your potential, um, you know, it being a successful trade. So I'm gonna pull up here on the screen and I'll try to go over everything that I pull up on the screen for the people on YouTube, uh, but for the people on the podcast, you know, I'll I'll try to say everything that we're looking at here. So uh, this is uh, Tasty. Uh, works platform. Uh, Like Chris said, we're um, all on, a lot of us is on this platform. So um, hopefully you're familiar with it. If not, uh, we can still explain everything to our best ability here. But so if we're looking at an options chain, um, just a quick overview, you have different expiration dates and you have the monthly options and you have the weekly options. So um, a good one, we'll just go out 47 days. Uh, it's kind of my go to uh, around the 45 day mark. And uh, we'll just look at a couple different spreads that you can do. So, if you were wanting to do, if you're wanting to go long, UNG, a good way to go long, UNG, and by long, you mean you think it's going to rise. If you think the price is going to go up, uh, a good way that you could do that with a spread is that you could do a, a credit put spread. So, you could. Um, sell. Um, So if if the stock's currently at $14.32, you could sell at at the money um, option, the 14 uh, strike price option, and then you could buy the one behind it. So this would be- Now one behind it, he
1: means the 13 strike. So we're talking about a 14 strike as selling and then you buy the 13. Correct.
0: And this is a $1 wide Spread, which one dollar and every you know option contracts are in a hundred shares, so that means this is you're risking a hundred dollars and your potential profit would be forty four cents, so that'd be forty four dollars. So this would be a more aggressive spread. This is a credit put spread. So you, if your bull is on UNG but you don't want the risk of having 100 shares of UNG. You just wanna have the risk of it staying above a certain point and not going you know, super low. So this, this one right here, you know, this would be a 44% return in uh, 47 days if you became profitable on this. Now, something that's interesting about um, credit spreads Is that they typically have a higher probability of profit, theoretical probability of profit. So if you're saying, well, why wouldn't I just buy 100 shares of UNG? Well, 100 shares of UNG, you have $1,400 in risk versus this spread, you can only have $100 in risk or you could have two, three, four hundred dollars in risk, whatever you're comfortable with. So you're defining your risk is the first thing. And then also buying shares of stock, you have a 50-50 chance of it going up or down from where you buy it at. With this spread, this specific spread, you have a 57% probability of profit. Now, if you said, well, go ahead, Chris.
1: I was gonna say, um, I don't know if we mentioned at the beginning but if you're if you're buying a spread you're basically looking for it to stay in between your your wings right well this the, in this
0: example we're selling a spread so we're gonna okay, you're, yeah okay, so gotcha. we're going to be selling a put credit spread in this example and so by doing this you because you have more risk like you you're risking hundred dollars where you can only make forty four dollars um, so now at the bottom, it says your
1: max loss is 56. Well, yeah. So,
0: so the width of the spread, of the spread, so it's the width of the spread minus the credit you receive is your actual risk. Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. I got you.
0: Yeah. But it's so uh, it, it's a hundred dollars wide. I think um, in cash secured accounts, they'll still like secure a hundred dollars, but that's a very good point is that you're actually only risking, um, the width of the spread minus the credit received,
1: which is, and big. that's because with um, when you sell options, you receive the credit. So, like if you're out there buying an option, you pay a premium in order to have the opportunity to later buy the hundred shares. When you sell it, somebody's paying that premium to you.
0: Correct, and then but we're also doing the same thing with the wing where we're buying the option to to do the opposite. So that so for every loss past fourteen. Your gain in past 13, so that makes up the difference if it tanks. So, um, so yeah, so this one, so then if you wanted to take a little bit more risk, you could do a two dollar wide strike price, which, um, so, so it'd be a two dollars wide, so you would receive 67 dollars and you would be risking 133 on a two dollar. Uh, widespread, and you can make these spreads as far wide as you want, and you can also move uh, where your initial uh, option that you're selling is too. So
1: but by by increasing um, increasing your width, you should be increasing your potential of probability. Correct. So, yeah, so with that, when you do that, you'll see the amount you're risking go up, and you'll see the amount you're making probably go down a little but it's because your probability is going up. So technically, theoretically, you have a higher chance for that to actually happen.
0: Yeah, so like if you are doing the $1 wide, you'd be risking $56 to make 44. If you do the $2 wide, you'd be risking $133 to make 67. Um, And $3 wide, you'd be um, risking 220 to make 80. Um, now, what's interesting is if you continue to go really wild like this um, and you're in a margin account, sometimes it's cheaper. Like this, would you'd be risking $413 um, and collecting $87. But if you take this wing out after you go so wide, see, you didn't really – you're not putting up much more capital just to do a naked option. So there's no reason to – But your prison. loss
1: changed a lot, your max
0: loss. Yeah, your max loss changes a lot, but at that point, it it, it can be more uh, it can be more it can be, be uh, more beneficial to do a naked option because you can um, you can extend duration uh, if you're not correct initially, and that would be like owning shares. So um, for spreads, uh, the the benefit to a spread is that you can um, you know keep your max loss to a very defined uh, point. And you also are using leverage so you have a, you know, you can make a, a good percent return on your investment, even if it isn't a lot of money. So the other type, so that's a regular spread. Um, so that's a put credit spread. Uh, call credit spread works the same way. Um, so if you, you all and you always wanna be out of the money. And what that means is if, if you're selling puts, you wanna sell a put that's below the current strike price. If you're selling a credit call spread, you wanna sell uh, calls that are above the current uh, price of the stock. So uh, this one, and for this example, um, you can sell the 15 strike price call and buy this, I mean, yeah, sell the 15 strike um, call and buy this the 16 uh, strike call. And in this scenario, you would collect. and you'd be risking $75 because it's $1 wide. So one, so a hundred dollars say the width of your spread minus the credit you receive is how much you're risking. So uh, $1 uh, $1 minus 25 cents is 75 cents, which on a hundred shares is $75.
1: And um, John, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's people who do strategies basically where they make their money by basically just selling the options, correct, um, collecting the, their credit, and then getting out and keep, because you keep the credit, right?
0: Yeah, so if you, if you sell and you collect the credit, um, so you can buy the option, you can buy the spread back, but this, as soon as you sell and you collect the credit, to buy it back, you're gonna sell, you're gonna buy it back for the same price until, the, until that, that spread decreases in value. So when you sell options, you want the option contract to decrease in value because if it's worth less, you can buy it back for a cheaper price than you sold it for.
1: Yeah. So basically you can sell an option and it go down one day, sell it immediately. And basically you're just working, your profits coming really from your credit. Yeah. You yeah. To-
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you're basically, yeah, you're just collecting premium like an insurance company. Now if you do both of these spreads and you do a, a credit put spread and a credit call spread, this is the iron condor. And, Which is one of the more popular
1: spread yeah. strategies, right, John? Yeah. What you think it's probably the most popular? Yeah,
0: I would think so. So the so the reason you would do a put credit spread is that you're bullish on the underlying that you're doing, but you want to define your risk, or maybe it's a very expensive stock and you don't have enough to cover um, being 100 shares long of that stock, but you want to have a high probability, but you want a, a risk less money, you can do a, a, a spread instead. But- These are- Go ahead. Uh, but if you so that's if you want to be long. If you want to be short, same uh, same thing. Maybe you don't have enough money to go completely short a hundred shares, and you want a high probability of profit. You can sell a uh, a call credit spread. And if you do both of them, then you'd be like, well, why would you do both of them? Um, is that short and long? What you're actually playing for with the iron condor is that the volatility of the of the underlying decreases because Options isn't just about price movement, but it's also on the expected range that a stock will fall in. So if you, so it's a different strategy in altogether. Instead of making money if a stock goes up or a stock goes down, you can actually make money on its uh, volatility decreasing, and that's where an iron
1: condor is a good strategy. And to dumb that down a little farther, the iron condor, John said, you make money with the volatility decreasing, which is what you're actually doing. But basically what he's saying is you make money if the price stays in between your wings. You want when you buy an iron condor, you would in a perfect world the price would not move at all. It would stay exactly the same as where you bought the bought it at and not or move. Sold, it all it. That,
0: sold at iron iron condor. So or, yeah. or
1: whatever you you would make money at the same if it stayed exactly the same, but you want it to stay in between um, you know your your spreads or what people would call your wings. What John said a minute ago, the reason you would do spreads over – because you may not have enough capital to buy the 100 shares to go long, it's even more than that. Spreads are cheaper than buying naked options, correct, John? Like, normally when you buy a spread, it's cheaper than paying the premium for the naked one because you're limiting your profit, basically.
0: Yeah, so if you um... – so, well, usually if you, sell a, if you sell an option, it's gonna require more capital than if you buy an option because whoever has the most at risk will have the higher probability of success and whoever puts up the least amount of money will have the lower probability of success. Um, so if you, so looking at G-O-L-D, um, which is uh, Barrick Gold Corp, um, if you were wanting to go long Barrick Gold, um, and you, you could sell, a, say, a $3 spread, um, you're putting up, you have a higher probability, you have a 70% probability of profit, which means you're gonna put up more money at risk, which is $235, uh, and you're gonna have a lower percent, I mean, a lower amount of profitability, but that's the trade-off. If you have a higher amount of money at risk, you have a higher probability. If you have a lower amount of risk, then you have a lower probability. And so if you wanted to go long, Barrett gold, but you didn't want to sell a naked put because uh, you didn't want uh, to risk, um, you didn't want that much money at risk for your max loss, then you can buy the wing behind it. So you define your risk, but you can still keep that higher probability of profit. Where.
1: To give some examples, John's looking at Barrett Gold. He's looking at um, $27 strike, which is out of the money, it looks like. Your max, you currently, if you just bought, if you just sold the naked um, option, your um, probability of profit would be 72% and you could gain $96 in profit, but your max loss is $2,600. So John put the wing on now. So John's put on a $2 um, spread. So basically he's buying the option behind it. His probability of profit went down from 72 to 69 and his max profit went down to 50, but his max loss just went from like $2,100. So now his max loss is only 150.
0: Yeah. And you can still be long and, and have a bullish standpoint on Barrett Gold, but not have as much money at risk. And then if you're, uh, wanting to go short it you can do the same same thing but on the other side you can um, set this up that way and you know still still be bearish but not have as much risk on as if you just had the naked option because your na- your max loss on the call side is infinity you know it, barrett gold could go to two thousand dollars a share like like um tesla now that's a not very likely but if it did you could lose the difference between thirty-two dollars and two thousand um, dollars per share. But if you buy that one behind it, you're defining your risk, and uh, you're still having a high probability of profit. But um, if you look, if you do both of them, then now you're playing an iron condor, and you're just looking for to stay in the middle. Maybe you're not bullish or bearish, but you think the option contracts are trading at a very high premium. A very expensive rate and you can do
1: the iron condor and hope that it stays in the- and don't take anything off yet john damn it <laughs> um in this case john might have picked a bad example th- for the show the iron condor in this case you i would say that this is not the opportunity to buy an iron condor just from you know the theoretical percentages when john puts on the iron condor you now only have a 49 percent chance of profit Your max profit is a little bit higher at 88, but your max loss at 112 is pretty similar to just having the one spread. So you really didn't lower your, you didn't really limit your risk too much there and you drove your probability of profit down on this, in this case.
0: Yeah. So yeah, and that's something that you have to kind of play around with and and find the, the sweet spot of how much you want to make versus how much you want to risk. And you know you can go out here. The cool thing about tasty works is it gives you where the standard deviation is, the one standard deviation and the two standard deviation. So you can go out here to the one standard deviation and and sell your spreads as well. Now one of my favorite strategies that before we go I like, to that
1: on your iron condor strategies, John, you normally do three wide um, wings, right? When you look at iron condors, you normally. Know, normally put them three or, or is that a different the credit put
0: um depending on the stock i like to do anywhere from three dollars wide to ten dollars wide um ten dollar wide is that's a big position um but i would say between uh, depending on your account size i would say three to ten dollars is the is the best range? I think five is actually the best, but five also you're you're talking about five hundred dollars on one spread or a thousand on an iron condor.
1: And probably pretty your prop um, your profit number is probably not all that high percentage wise because it's a little less risk. But um yes. so, John, so so if you haven't been listening to the show, John, when he does options, he's looking for seventy percent.
0: Probably. Yeah, so profit. I would say. Let's see what this would be.
1: So we're still on Barry Gold. John has put on a buy at the 20 and a sell at the 34. What are you trying to show?
0: So this would be like something that I would do. Let's see if I can clear this up.
1: Well, yeah, so he's got five dollar wings, and he's at about seventy three percent profit chance of profit. I mean, your max profit seventy one dollars, and you would have to put up four twenty nine.
0: Yeah, so this would be like a this would be like a standard me type strategy where your wing. I mean, where your credit spreads are around the one standard deviation, um, and then you're just defining your risk uh, about five dollars wide on each side. Um, $5 wide has been, they've done studies on that uh, $5 is like an optimal point, uh, but on the bigger products uh, like SBX, uh, where it's like a $3,000 product, $10 wide is the optimal point. But you can do less than that. I, I kind of, I'll do like $300, um, but I think $500 is technically like the statistical best scenario do but this you still have a high probability of profit and you can still make a decent amount of money versus how much you're putting up Um, and the good thing is is you're not going to have most of the time you're not going to have a full loss
1: yeah because if you're If you're any good at trading at all, you're not just putting something on and leaving it till who knows what happens. You're like, you know, changing things up, ready to get out if needed or whatever as it comes up. The one thing I will, you know, I'll put out there for the people listening is um, when you're doing spreads, you got to think about liquidity a little bit because you have have four contracts. So if you want to get completely out of it, now you're not – it's not just – getting out of one contract, you're actually getting out of four contracts on an iron condor, right, John? Yeah, so it's, yeah, you're doing four contracts. So So it could take a second to get out, so you got to keep that in mind. Um, So, John, let's go to your next strategy, which I think is your favorite, which is a jade lizard.
0: Yeah, so the jade lizard, so the good thing, here's the cool thing, if you if you want to go long a hundred shares of stock instead of well, buying first a stock, let's say what a
1: jade lizard is
0: yeah so I'm I'm gonna get to that first I want to say this if you are interested in buying a hundred shares of a stock instead of doing that you can sell an at the money put and over the long term depending on how long you want to hold this it's um, been shown that selling an at the money put will outperform owning shares of stock in the long term maybe not in the short term like if you're just trying to scalp something the shares are going to do better than the put the naked put would But if you are trying to hold something for like a six months or a year or even your longer term investments like 10 years or something then selling it at the money put will outperform owning the shares of the stock but if you want to if you want to um, along something, but maybe you want to hedge a little bit so you even further reduce your risk, you can sell a Jade Lizard. And a Jade Lizard... Don, your sound, your, sound your sound went out. Okay, well, I don't know what you heard, but um, uh, an at-the-money put, uh, if you sell an at-the-money put, it'll outperform 100 shares of stock in the long term. But if you want to hedge your position a little bit, and you want to still be long but you don't you want to reduce your risk if it goes down um a little bit first and you you know you want to be the safest you can be and reduce volatility of your portfolio you can sell a jade lizard and what a jade lizard is is Before a net- we get into that, i into
1: out I, I would be wary about about that one because with the you're, you're saying doing the put long term would be better than buying the shares. But doing the put, you have established an expiration date. Whereas when we're talking long term, if we're really talking long term, I'm thinking 10, 25 years with the shares, you're not necessarily getting rid of it at 10 years with the options. You're saying this is when I get ready. So if you're you would have to compare exactly apple to apples, whereas the shares, you know, like John said on the upside, you have an unlimited, unlimited up on the shares. In my opinion, if you want to keep something 10, 15 years, I would buy the shares and then shorter term, three months, six months, a year or whatever, I would do options for that. Which Yeah, I mean, before. if you
0: look, there's a, there's a, and I probably need to share this, but there's this 20 year study on owning the S&P 500 where they basically took, uh, if you owned a hundred shares of the S&P 500 versus if you sold a put at 45 days, and every forty-five days, you just resold the put at the at-the-money the put. The at-the-money put way well, outperforms.
1: But see, that's that's different. That is true. That's different from what what I would if I was listening to the podcast. What I would get out of what you said before, you're saying sell another put every forty-five days, whereas you just bought stocks and, and kept them. You're not saying buy an option or sell an option. Yeah, or sell an option and keep one option long-term. You're talking that every, you're buying multiple options over 10 years. That's really well, not a So, point so, so yeah,
0: so basically, if, if you want to actively manage your portfolio, selling it at the money put long-term will outperform just holding the stock and doing nothing. Uh,
1: but, and the yeah, stock but doing, doing it every, like selling it every 45 days. Correct. A new one.
0: Yeah, a new one. Yeah, but you're just keeping that position going uh, for your assumption on what you're holding. But so, so that's the optimal way of doing that. But if you want to further reduce your volatility and you still want to be long, so oh, excuse me, you still want to be long something, but you want to further reduce your volatility in your portfolio, you can do a Jade Lizard, which is a at-the-money put and selling a credit call spread. So um, let's see, what would be a good one to do? I think.
1: Um, I mean, it doesn't matter which one you pick, you're just showing the
0: yeah, but word, there's a lot. The the, there's a reason to let's see. Um, we'll just go back to gold. Um, what you would do is you would sell an at the money put. Um, so this would be um, synthetic. Of a hundred chairs. So if you were going to buy a hundred chairs of gold, but you're like, hey, I want to improve my probability and I want to reduce my cost on those hundred chairs, I'll just sell at the money put. Which you know you'll have a instead of a 50-50 percent probability, you'll have a 63 percent probability, and you reduce your um, you reduce your cost. Your cost basis reduction is what you're doing in this strategy. But then you say, well, maybe Barrett Gold will go down the next couple months. Um, and I just kind of want to hedge against this loan uh, position that I have for Barrick Gold. What you can do is you can sell a credit call spread out of the money uh, to collect more premium. So let's see, it might take me a second to find a good um, thing here.
1: Um I mean everyone should be doing research on their positions. Um we we don't need to find an exact one to do more than yeah, just so, explain what you should do. Because I mean it, go this may not even be the correct one to do this on. You just oh no no, it no it we're not
0: saying we're not saying that this is what you should do
1: on, on G No but I'm saying it's gonna take you a second to find the one you, you want and I mean as far no, as No 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 I can say I'm say I've got yeah. it set up here. Um yeah
0: you uh so if if i was if if you were not saying you should or this is what you you know go do this or this is the perfect one to do it on just saying if you were long g-o-l-d very gold if you were going long g-o-l-d and you said i want to be long it but i want to increase but the reason that i'm doing this strategy is i want to increase my probability of profit and so you're like well i might sell a naked put at the money, at the money they could put. And then you say, well, maybe it'll go down. I, I'm, I'm kind of like, it's kind of volatile right now. And even though I have a long-term um, outlook that it's gonna go up, it's kind of volatile right now. I wanna reduce my risk and my and my um, volatility in my portfolio. So let me sell a credit cost spread against this so I can collect more premium and, and uh, reduce my cost for this long position and kind of hedge a little bit. So in this scenario, you have a two-dollar wide credit call spread, um, and so if you if something happens and the uh, gold's price goes to thirty-five dollars a share, you won't lose any money on this on this trade because you are collecting enough premium to cover the width of the sh- of the spread. So. You're collecting $223. Your credit cost spread is $2 wide, so it's a $200 wide uh, spread. So you're collecting enough premium that even if it goes through your spread, you're still profitable $23. But in the so that's on the down move, and you're like, yeah, but I only make $23. But on the other side of that, if it if um, gold drops in price, your break even will be. Um, way down here and I'll see if I can get to the analysis page here. So this is kind of how it looks. So if if the current price is twenty nine dollars and twenty cents, if you buy a hundred shares there and it goes to twenty-eight dollars, well you lost a hundred and twenty dollars on that position. But if you sell at the money put and you sell this cost spread, that means your break even is all the way down here um, around twenty six um 26.77, so, so Barrett Gold could drop a 26.77 or so, and you haven't lost any money because you collected the premium from the put and the cost spread. So it reduces your risk and reduces your volatility um, before you even lose any money. But if it does stay between $29 a share and $32 a share, you make more money than you would if you just sold the naked put. But if it shoots through and goes to thirty-five dollars a share, you still make
1: uh, twenty-three bucks. Yeah. So basically, it's a way to move down your break-even. So move down how far it would have to drop before you lost money, but you would actually make more money than if you just did the the naked put, basically. Correct.
0: And if it in the in
1: the and if it shot up, you would still make money. Right, so you're you're, out of the range, you would still make 23 bucks.
0: Yeah, and this is a very good strategy to reduce your risk and be, you know, if you're just getting into options, this is like, you know, uh, people talk about covered calls. So covered calls is 100 shares with a uh, call. So if it goes past the call, you um, still make money because you made the money from the difference from the 100 shares to where your strike price of the call was but you get but you know you're, you're they're still taking your shares away with this, selling
1: and selling a call so when he right. say covered calls he means we're selling a call
0: yeah you're buying 100 shares of stock or or uh, in $100 increments of stock and selling a, a call above it so if it goes above that they take your shares away but they bought at that point that you sold the call at which you would still make money this is a, a different version of that same thing, but you still get the premium of selling, and they could put where you wouldn't get that with a covered call.
1: All right. And then, um, what now let's move on to the next one, which, in my opinion, I see a lot on the Tasty Works. Um, tell everyone about strangles, which is pretty similar, just you know, one less, right? Yeah. So the
0: strangle, so. The only difference between this jade lizard and a on condor is that you don't have this extra put that you buy behind the one that's at the money. Now for a strangle, you you would basically just take off this um, defined cross spread and just make it two uh, naked options. So um, a lot of strangles that you'll see, you could do like a one standard deviation strangle. You'd go out here and you would just sell the put at one standard deviation. Um, uh, and then and, and then do the same thing on the call side. So it's
1: basically an iron condor,
0: but you're not defining your risk. You yeah, so basically the,
1: the, the difference is in a strangle you're still your max loss is still infinity, but you've greatly increased your probability of profit. Correct.
0: And um and yeah and, and also the good thing about naked options is you can actually roll. So say you're wrong at expiration, you can still Uh, sell the next say you're doing 45 cycle like I do you can still sell the next cycle and buy the one that you like say at two days left expiration you're wrong you can put in an order to at the same time buy the one that you sold back at a loss and sell the one uh, the same strike price sell it at uh, the next 45 days and actually receive a credit so even when you're wrong, you can continue to what's called rolling. You can roll these options for longer duration if they're naked and, and you can kind of keep the dream alive. You can take a losing trade and still make it profitable even though you are wrong on price, right?
1: Yeah, so that's one, that's one way to do it. So John, is there any more that we should discuss? Do you have any more strategies that you wanna mention
0: So the, I mean, you can buy a strangle and it's just the inverse. You can buy an iron condor, you can buy a a put spread, you can buy a call spread. It's just going to be the inverse of what we talked about. So instead of, when you sell a put spread, you have high probability, low profitability. If you buy that put spread, you have low probability, high profitability for what you're putting up. So um, it's just the opposite there. Um, A lot of people, um, especially Tasty Works, they're big on selling options. That's kind of my philosophy too. Although I do buy options in long volatility at some times, at some points, uh, and especially if you think something's going to crash, you can do that. Um, It's just you need to build a strategy around doing that as well. But these are more like um, – this is more a strategic approach of – of like the technical things of trading, like reducing your cost and um, playing for volatility to decrease. But if you're doing something like, well, I think this news event's going to happen, or I have a technical analysis, I'm actually going to buy this option instead, uh, you have to keep in consideration that these uh, probabilities are theoretical and they're not perfect or exact. So you can actually have a system where you back tested something that has a high probability, but theoretically it has a low probability, but you're buying options instead. We're not saying that one's better than the other, it's just you have to build a strategy and we're presenting these to you as something that you can think about and maybe add to your arsenal of, uh, of strategies.
1: Yeah, so in recap of what we talked about, different spreads, um, we had the standard, um, you know, call or put spread, which is basically, you know, you're just, whether you want to go up or go down it's a way to you know up your probability and then define your risk a little bit we have the iron condor which is where you got basically two spreads on both sides and for that you want the price to stay in between your wings and that's how you make money so basically you're you don't you're not really biased on it going up or down you think it's going to stay right there so you would do an iron condor um, then you have the jade the lizard, which is basically, you think it's going to go, you're selling, let's say selling a put or selling a call on one side and um, you think it's going to go that direction, but you're basically doing a spread on the other side to hedge in case that doesn't happen. And then you have the strangle, which is basically naked options, but you're, buy, you're you have two of them, whether you buy or sell. So you should be upping your probability um, higher than if you had the one. So that's spreads, and um, a lot of people would say that's the way the trade options is doing spreads over just doing naked options because you can up your probability of profit, really. Yeah, I mean, spread, well, I don't know. You can't –
0: in some – well, the naked options are going to have the higher probability, but the problem with them is that they have a – uh, so in some incidences, um, max loss is infinite. Um, but it, it's, you know, the good, there's good things about both. I think, you know, if, if for me, if I'm gonna go long something, I'm just gonna sell a naked put. And if the volatility is really high in something that I like, I'm gonna do a jade lizard. Or if there's something that I don't really care about or don't really think is gonna go up or down, but the volatility is really high in it, then I'll do an iron condor. But, yeah, I mean, spreads um, spreads is the – you're not going to have to worry about something crazy happening and it, like, taking you out like you do with uh, naked options, especially on the call side. You know, could you imagine if you had a naked call in Tesla? I mean, you would have been ran over.
1: And John keeps saying it, but he doesn't really he, – he's not really saying it. He's saying selling a naked call in Tesla, you won't. You you would have wanted to buy a call in Tesla. So when John most of the time when John John almost always sells options. So when he's saying naked call, he means selling a naked call or selling a naked put.
0: Yeah. So if you sold a naked call in Tesla, you would have been like destroyed. But if you had yeah. bought one, that would have been a great thing. So. You know, it's just if yeah. You, I'm just I'm just putting it out there
1: that to make sure they understand what you're what you're saying that you're talking about selling, not right, necessarily buying. Exactly. Because you're just saying naked call. You're not really saying yeah, yeah, selling. for
0: sure. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm mainly an option seller, um, just because you can increase probabilities, uh, reduce your cost basis, and you know. Uh, and,
1: and we discussed this on a previous episode. If you're new, I'm sure you can find it. But um, the one kind of disadvantage on selling, what you have to be wary of is that if that ends up being in the money at exp- and you have an expiration, you're gonna owe them the 100 shares or the money to buy the 100 shares. So it's a little bit, especially with Robinhood, Robinhood won't let you sell options unless they're covered. So Robinhood won't let you sell it unless you have the money in your account or you already have the 100 shares in your portfolio. A lot of people have trade with Tastyworks or TD Ameritrade or whatever and have a margin account which will let you go ahead and do it. But if the time comes, you're gonna owe up. So just keep in mind that you could owe somebody a hundred shares of that stock later. So just keep that in mind. Whereas when you're buying options, you're paying them the premium. And if it expires worthless, you just lose your, your premium basically. But um, with that, we'll move on in the show. I know this one's going to be a pretty long show compared to what we normally do. Our, our educational segments normally aren't that long and our introduction to the show normally ain't that long, but we had a lot to talk about. Um, our next segment, we'll move into our buy and sell segment, which is a competition between me and John. And now that we're part of Pivotal, I assume that we're going to, invite the other guys to put in their picks, even if they don't come in the show, we should, we'll have them put on, put in their picks each, each week and um, they can participate in this competition as well. If you're new to the show, this segment is where we compete against each other. We each give a stock we like and a stock we dislike. The rules are the stock has to be below $50 price because it's a show for regular folks and you know, Some people can buy $300 stocks or whatever, but not everyone, but most people could actually actively invest, whether you work at Wendy's or whatever, can actively invest in stocks, you know, and we decided on less than $50. So it has to be less than $50 per share What we look at to decide who wins is we look at the open price on Monday and we look at the closing price on Friday. Those are the only two numbers that matter. So if you opened at $30 on Monday and it went to $35 on Wednesday, technically, if you were trading that, you would probably sell, get out, collect your profit. But if it goes back down on Friday, then you, you didn't do anything, so for this competition, it's the only thing that matters what it opens on Monday and what it closes on Friday, nothing else matters. And when me and John decided this date a, a while back, it actually worked out perfect because this is the end. Last week was the ending week of our first round of competition, which happens now to coincide perfectly with us joining joining Pivotal Trading. And I don't so for this episode, I don't have Dustin and Johns and whoever else's picks. I have mine and uh, mine and Johns, but since it's still Sunday, I'll collect. I'll get them to send in their picks so they can participate in the first week. And each week we're going to talk about it on here, but we're all, I'll also post the picks in the, if you in the Discord. It'll be in the Keep Swinging It podcast um, section of the the Discord. So that's where you can find the picks if you forget or want to look at what we pick for each week now a lot some of the things i say up front is again we're picking this on Sunday night the market hasn't even opened up yet these picks are not necessarily picks that we are going to trade especially John who for his portfolio normally trades don't really trade stocks at all but normally trades the 45-day options and he trades futures So he definitely almost will never have a position in one of these. Now he may have an option contract for a position in one of these, but this is more for a competition. And we still look at it. We still do research. We're not just throwing out random shit. I mean, we're trying to be correct. Um, And the reason we're trying to be correct is there will be a punishment of some sort for the loser at the end, which we'll get to a little bit later. Um, but yeah, so that's how it works. If you want to get involved as a listener, um, get in the Keep Swinging It part of the Discord and post your picks. And we'll see how you did and compare them to us and see. Who knows, you might you might win something. We'll see. First off, to, to, to win something, you would have to beat us. And John, it's not gonna happen. I don't like losing, so it's gonna be pretty press. With that, let's go into a recap of last week, which I was on vacation. Dustin was here. So we actually had Dustin's picks from last week, and we also had Monica I sent him in. And that was the last week on the current um, competition. To remind everyone, it's a real close match. The score is seven to six. So I got seven. John has six. So it, it could go either way. So first, let's recap the picks. We'll start with Dustin's. So John, if you're um, watching this on the Pivotal Trading YouTube, John will have this pulled up on the screen on the Yahoo Finance charts. So um, Dustin's buy pick for last week was VXX. So he's looking at volatility um, basically going up, which if you paid any attention to the market, it, it, volatility did go up, but again, for this, what matters is what it opens up on Monday. So let's, let's go to the Yahoo Finance. It's, It'll take a little second. John's got the screen sharing, and then he'll have to. look. Oh, he's got to pull up right now. Um, so Monday was what the twenty fourth, John? Yeah. So on the twenty fourth, VX. Well, don't move it. VXX opened at twenty three ninety five. So twenty three dollars ninety five cents. It closed on Friday at twenty five dollars fifty eight cents. So, John, what percentage is that? You got it right off hand. Uh, 3.86. So Dustin's buy stock went up 3.86%, so that's a pretty good win for a one-week trade. That's pretty good. Um, John's buy stock was UNG. So um, 3.86 is the mark to beat. Um, UNG, let's get to the numbers for the week. So on the 24th, UNG opened at – $14.07 $14.07 and it closed on Friday at $14.32 so it still went up um, what's the percentage there John? Um, it is
0: four, uh, 4.07. Is
1: that right? Or is that the percent change for the day?
0: No that's for since it's on the chart here.
1: Oh okay. So um, 4.07%. So, John, technically would have beat Dustin even though it looks like it's it's not. The price is the reason that w- that happens. My buy stock for the week was GM. So, um, GMC, which if you know anything about me, I'm not a real big fan of. But I think I might even add GM to my long-term profile, John. Uh, they're kind of getting – they had some news recently kind of about their electrical, electric vehicles and stuff coming out, and I, I think GM has a little bit of room to move. And as you can see on the Yahoo Finance, it had short-term bullish, mid-term bullish, and long-term bullish. So I do like GM. As far as trading goes um, going forward, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to add GM to my profile. Um, it opened on Monday at $29.28, and it closed on Friday at what? So $29.28, and we closed on Friday at $30.02, so like, you know, $0.80 cents or so, and that's a 5.11 increase. So, hey, all three of us – see, this is what you get when you get with um, – you know, you get on the just swinging a bandwagon, you get on the Pivotal Trading Discord. That's three picks right, that's three picks right there, all winners. You got a five percent win, a three percent win, and a four percent win in one week. So for just one week of movement. So that's that's pretty good, especially hey. just buying the shares. I mean, that's pretty good for one hey, week. You put a hundred bucks in in any one
0: of those and you made five bucks.
1: Which made the amount of money to pay for the level one membership of Pivotal Trading. That's what we're telling y'all. That's what we're trying to tell y'all. So let's move on to our sell stocks and these are stocks we all thought would go down. Um, Dustin's is Twitter for the week and I'm pretty sure this is a loser, but. So John's getting Twitter pulled up. Um, You'll have to listen to the the last episode to figure out his reasoning and Twitter. Short term on Yahoo Finance is neutral, mid-term bullish, long term bullish. On the um, 24th on Monday, it opened at 3968. And it closed on Friday at 4107. So a pretty big increase there. So Dustin would have lost on the Twitter if you would have you would um, traded that one. So that's the first losing pick out of, out of the group. And John's was SVXY. So basically John was um, thinking that volatility would go up, which it, it did, it did go up on Friday. Really John got saved by Friday. Friday, hit, Friday the volatility spiked basically. So um, SVXY on Monday um, opened at $36.81 and it closed on Friday at $35.29. So that's more than a dollar move. Um, that's a 2% down. Yeah, 2.04% down, which is what we're looking for in the sales stocks. And my, my sales stock for last week was a company called Kelly B. A lot of people's not going to know what this is. I know John didn't know and Dustin explained it to him. It's pretty much a um, temp employee. like, Basically, it's like a, a job employee. They help you find jobs and that sort of thing. Have temps, send them out, that sort of thing. And... Um, Short term, they have bearish, midterm bullish, long-term bullish. And the reason I picked this since I wasn't here to explain it was um last week it was at like $25 and jumped to like $95 in one day. And then it went all the way back down to like $30. So it was all over the place. I'm not really sure if there's some crooked activity going on. So it was not me saying that, but something could happen, or one person could feel or one rich person could feel really good about it and bought a huge. Amount of it basically, which which could have happened because again, if you look at the Yahoo Finance saying long term they're bullish on them, but um they opened on Monday at thirty two dollars and seventy six cents, and they closed on Friday at what? So thirty two dollars seventy six, and they closed on Friday at thirty dollars and nine cents. So well over a two dollar um, a two dollar move and that's down five point eight two percent so I win both points the score was seven to six that means I win the competition nine to six and um, yeah I'm gonna pick something to punish John a little bit now since this is the first one I won't go too crazy I have something in mind which we'll discuss on the episode coming up when it becomes time John expect a package from me in the mail oh my goodness <laughs> so just give me- I, I'll get your address later, but there'll be a, a package of sorts coming. Oh, that will be Lord. open on the show. Um, but but it, just to just tell y'all right there, that's six picks, five winners, one loser on a one-week outlook. You could have made enough money from – if you did every single one of the picks, you would have probably paid for like three months of the pivotal service, basically. So
0: a hundred dollar investment each, you would have made five, ten, um, thirteen, give back four, so nine, uh, mm-hmm. give uh, four, uh, so that'd be um, fourteen. Uh, you'd have made sixteen dollars on a hundred dollar investment. Yeah, so you'd, m- to- you'd have you would have paid for three dollars to know about it, so you'd be still up. You'd have another month paid for just off this one
1: week's pitch. Yeah, you'd be up eleven dollars basically, and that's yeah. just on this week. And we do this every week on a hundred dollar so, investment, y'all. What are you doing? So it's not even that much. Just get on the the Pivotal Discord level one membership. But to move on, I mean, we're, we're givers here. Um, and we want to give y'all, this
0: part. This part of it's free. So if yeah, you like you that, that, imagine what's,
1: yeah, imagine what you get for five bucks. Yeah, we're only giving two picks a piece here. Um, but we want to give y'all another month of the level one service. So we got picks for this week. Now, this will start a new competition. The score is zero to zero between me and John. And, again, I'm going to get Dustin and John and all them to join. So it's zeros across the board, which will make it a little harder because it's no longer one versus one. There's There will be five or six people involved. It, who knows what could happen. But, um, John, what's
0: your buy pick for this week? MRO, Marathon. Some yes. Marathon
1: oil. So what's the reasoning?
0: Um, I think that commodities are going higher. Uh, that's been my call for, um, for the last couple months. You've seen it in uh, corn. You've seen it in wheat. You've seen it in natural gas, which was another big point of mine that's up 50%. Uh, you've seen it across the board. I think that Oil has kind of been rocky back and forth, so I think it'll take off um, in the few coming weeks. I think Marathon's pretty cheap right now. So if you're kind of scared of the volatility, I've done some Jade Lizards in some Marathon. It's actually a position that I hold. It's not a suggestion, but it is my pick for the
1: week. Um, and, John, you're going to put, since you have a pick in that, you're going to put that in the Discord, right, where your, your lizard strikes are at.
0: Yeah, I put that. I'll put that in the in the Discord as well. So if
1: you're if you're a premium or a level one member, um, you'll know exactly where. Well, I guess right now, um, yeah, if you're a level one member, you'll know where John's um, picks are at on the Marathon Oil. Um, where's it at right now? Do you know price
0: wise? Uh, price wise, Marathon is at five dollars and thirty nine cents.
1: So if you're looking at that and new investor that's a cheap stock that you can definitely get into and buy enough shares. If you're buying shares or doing the jade or whatever, you you can get enough to be, to make some money on that one. If it goes up, that one's a cheap stock. It's pretty easy, which sometimes that's, that's another um, part of this game that makes it hard a little bit is if someone picks a $5 stock and it goes up like 15 cents or 30 cents, their percentage is going to be pretty damn high. It's going to be hard to beat. So and we nor and John and I normally don't know each other's picks before the show, so I can't pick a stock kind of at the same price point to kind of counteract him. Um, my buy for this week, which actually there's going to be a lot out there, um, but things spiked so high on Friday, I, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do for the buy. I knew a lot of things I would want to sell. Um, I'm picking Pfizer. Um, which again is betting on the COVID vaccine. Any good news there, it goes up. It actually was down a little bit last week. I think I don't know if it's down for the total week, but as far as where I normally see it at, it, normally here recently it's been over $38. It's, it's under $38 right now. So there, I think there's room to go back up to 38 whether it surges or not. But any good COVID news will push that way up. I did see, speaking of news while we're here, since we're talking about Pfizer, There was some, it's not bad news, it's kind of rocky news for all the COVID vaccines, the one from Pfizer, Moderna, and the BioNTech or whatever. Um, John, um, so they've all been pretty good as far as the testing has gone, but it came out recently, um, maybe even today or yesterday, that they have to keep these vaccines at a very stringent temperature. Like if it goes above, even a little bit, it's ruined. Like so, that's going to be tough. I think that's going to be a hit as far as um, dis- distributing that on a on a large scale basis. Because if you only have, I don't know, I don't know what the actual degrees are, but let's say it's only a three degrees spread that you're allowed to have it in. Like it can't be too cold. It can't be that. That's very hard to keep up with, and that that could be be tough. But, um, so that's my buy come John, what's the sell stock you got? UUP. So if you don't know what UUP is, that's like an ETF type of thing for the US dollar, basically. And also, uh, I don't have a position
0: in this particular thing, but I do have a position in the small exchange product. And if you'd like to know about that, you know where to go.
1: Yeah, Pivotal Trading Discord, um, John's watch list and you can find out about what he's, um, what he's thinking on the U.S. dollar on the small exchange. If you know anything about John, I'm sure you can probably guess. <laughs> but there's probably a little more information in John's watch list. Um, my sales stock for the week is um, CCL, which is Carnival Cruise. Um, it was one of the biggest winners of the day on Friday. It went probably from like $15 or so all the way to like 17 something and um, really this was on on the news of the Abbott um, testing which we'll get to after this, right after this we'll get to the Abbott testing, but um, it kind of surged on that. Um, the problem is, the reason I think it only surged on that and the pr- reason I think it will continue going down is um, they actually extended the um, cruise hiatus through November. So it was September, then they extend through October. Now it's, So now all the way through November, there's definitely no cruises. So the fact it surged $2 with the announcement that there's still no cruises, I mean, that put that right in my head. It's like, well, this high is gonna wear off and it's still there's still no business happening. So I don't look for it to continue going up. I look for it to continue going down. But with that, that's our buy-sell stocks for the week. Again, look in the Pivotal Trading um, Discord under the Keep Swinging It podcast for our picks as well as the other members of Pivotal Trading's picks for the week to keep keep up with. And then on next Sunday's episode, well, I guess we record on Sunday, next Monday's episode, we'll recap those as well as give um, more picks. With that, John – just a few items before we, we get out of here. Um, since I was gone, it's, it's a little old news at this point, but um, company Abbott has basically created a very quick COVID test that costs, they're gonna sell it for $5 and in 15 minutes, you're supposed to be able to tell whether you're positive or negative, which is why a bunch of these stocks are going up because that's really the been that a lot of people point to some of the issues with COVID. The real issue has been recently, or not even recently because it's getting better, but the whole time is it's so hard to get testing and that's starting to improve. And now with these testings, um, say you, say you went out to dinner somewhere and there is a lot more people than what you thought the restaurant wasn't doing as stringent guidelines and maybe they should be doing, you want to run by CVS or something and get a COVID test cost $5, you'll know in 15 minutes and one of the things you'll hear about this is well how accurate is it? That's to me John, I don't know about you. That's really not that big of a deal, right? Because if you test positive you would probably that would that would mean you would go to the next step of going to the doctor and getting a real test. Like that's probably. not a positive as in, oh yeah, you're positive now. It's like, well, if you test positive, let's go get a real one. So it's kind of like a pregnancy test. If your woman if your woman gets um gets um them two pink lines on there, you still have a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope that when she goes to the doctor that that's not the truth. So still it's kind of the same thing. You test positive, you go to the doctor and figure out for real. Been there, been that. <laughs> yeah. I remember that story, John. We won't mention it mention it on here, but yeah, been there, done that <laughs> for John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have any kids, by the way. Just telling everybody. Yeah, so, so that tells you a little bit. John doesn't have any kids. He he kind of has one, but it's not technically his, but he takes care of it like a good man. But he doesn't have none of his own, which is what he's talking about. Um, The next thing I had – let's see what I – oh, wait, I didn't have anything. Yeah, so uh, – Again, I don't have too much news for this episode. Normally, we have a lot more news, but I was on vacation, and I've been working in California on a project site all day, so I haven't been able to really dig into the news each day. So I don't have, I don't have much else, John. Um, you have anything, um, news related while I was gone? Yeah, TD Ameritrade, uh, their platform was down.
0: Um, people couldn't sign in. I know a lot of people were upset about that. They've actually said that they were having a lot of troubles out of the platform, uh, getting filled fast on their positions and different issues been going on for a while. But this time it was completely shut down and no one could place their trades or take them off. So, you know, that's happened to Robin Hood. It's happened to TD Ameritrade. Fortunately, the software at Tastyworks have been up and running even through the March crisis and even the last few weeks. So we haven't had any problems on Tastyworks. So, uh, you know, that's kind of something maybe to keep in mind in picking a platform to trade on.
1: Yeah, so if you look on Twitter, I mean, I haven't heard anyone have say they've had any problem with Tastyworks. To go on the Robin Hood thing, I've heard people mention about it c- crashing stuff before, Sometimes I think that may be on their personal side. I've never had it cra- – like, I've, it's not crashed once. I've never gone. there's not been one trading day in the last year, year and a half or whatever that I couldn't get on there and trade. So, I don't really know where that's come from. Because I've heard people say it crashed in March. No, it did not crash in March. That has to be on their end somewhere. Now, their portion – It, it could be
0: that's part of their um, – their, um, I guess uh, counts might be on a different server or something, so it might not yeah. affect you. And
1: and, and then sometimes, um, and I have to tell my girlfriend this all the damn time. She'll get on her phone and it'll be like, "Well, the internet's not working." It says I have internet. I was like, "Well, when the last time did you restart?" It? And it might be three weeks. So sometimes, especially, and it happens to me a lot. Say I'm out of service. For a substantial period of time. Like I don't have internet service. Right, like and then you come back like, in. When I go back in to where I should have service, the phone's been out of service for so long, it doesn't actually pick it back up. So I have to restart it, and then when I restart it, it picks back up. So I, sometimes I think it's like that. Like I said, I've never had no problem. But speaking of the but the TD Amerit- Ameritrade crash, it wasn't just them. Thinkorswim, I think, crashed. So well, that's the,
0: them. That's them.
1: Okay, I think they crashed in the last couple of weeks. Um, If you remember back probably in May or something, E-Trade crashed for like two or three days, and Dave Portnoy couldn't get into his accounts, and he had some huge positions and lost a lot of money and blasted them pretty heavily, and then they basically sent him a letter like, well, yeah, we discussed it. We don't want your business anymore, which the amount of business he was bringing and the amount of exposure – not sure that's the greatest business move to be like, yeah, we don't want your $7 million in the trading platform, trading millions of dollars every day. I, Cause even though he blasted them, he was still using them. So it's like, that's just something that if you know anything about Barstow or Dave Portnoy, at some point you're going to get blasted by Dave Portnoy. If you work for him or do whatever, that's just him being angry. I mean, it's fine. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. but um but the thing with the other thing i think with robin hood and there's another reason to switch to that i would say switch to TastyWorks is i think TastyWorks is pretty um it's right on time like their charts everything's right on time i think robin hood's prices it's delayed slightly so like if it says it costs thirty dollars it may have already went to thirty dollars and five cents or and not even price wise, but I think it matters when you're putting in your market orders, especially because the market orders you're getting at market price. Well, you're looking at this price on Robinhood, but that has a delay. So the real market price might not be that. But um, yeah, that's, that's all I have for the day. Um, thanks, everyone, to listen. If you're a new Pivotal Trader listener, um, we look forward to putting out content. For you guys, Um, if you're not following us yet, you should definitely follow us on Twitter at Swingin' It. The other thing that if you're a new listener, you may not know about is our listeners have homework because we're giving out educational pieces. We expect you to do homework. There's never once have I been to one class in school that didn't have any homework at all. Um, So you need to do your homework, which is share this um, podcast with five different friends each week. That's, That's as easy as that. They don't have to listen to it, but you know that you did your part by sharing it with five friends. So we can we can grow the podcast, we can grow the Pivotal Trading, we can make more things available, um, and we have the ability to have merchandise or whatever out there. So yeah, just do that and help us. And then follow us on Twitter, follow Pivotal Trading on Twitter at Pivotal underscore trading. Um, you can find me on all social media platforms at Chris McBride underscore 12. John is at Burrell Invest. Um, the video of this podcast will be on the Pivotal Trading YouTube channel. And then our links and everything is in the in the Discord, so be sure to sign up for that. Be sure to go ahead and join the, the Level 1 membership, and you can just use um, the $5 you're going to make from the picks we gave on this podcast, basically, to pay that. Um, but, yeah, with that, we'll talk to you all Friday. So, John, um, play the music. See you. Yeah.